Welcome to episode 115 of Cowboys Ride for Free, the podcast. I am Philip Slavin. That's right, I'm not Joel Penfield. He is a very busy man, lots of baseball to scout, so he is out today. But we would be remiss if we missed the opportunity to preview the Super Regional this weekend with Oklahoma State in Lubbock against Texas Tech. Now, I I know we've talked about this before. I'm not the baseball guy. Joel is, so it's a little bit uh, terrifying that I'm the guy leading this episode. But don't worry, it's not all on me. We have a great guest, Jacob Harris from Viva the Matadors, is on the show. We're going to preview this regional, get a little bit about Texas Tech, especially for those of you who may not follow OSU baseball regularly during the season. Didn't see that three-game series in Lubbock earlier in the year when Oklahoma State got swept. Um, So we've got all the information you need before Friday, Saturday, and hopefully Sunday's games. I'm I'm sorry, like OSU's not winning in two. So you're really going to have to hope for OSU splitting the Friday, Saturday, and and finding a way to win on, on Sunday. Before we get to that, some breaking news from last night. Oklahoma State receiver Trayson Wallace, brother of Tylen Wallace, the Bolitnikoff finalist, has announced that he is retiring from football. This kid's had four ACL surgeries. It's really sad news. It's really disappointing. He posted this on Twitter Thursday night. We have a story up on Cowboys Ride for Free if you want to go check it out about it. It's just it's sad news for the kid, but but his response to it is is fantastic. He's staying with the dream. He's staying with the team, which is awesome. Um, good luck to him. I have I have no doubt he's going to succeed in whatever he chooses to do moving forward, um, whether that's staying in football in some capacity uh, or not. Don't forget you can follow me on Twitter at OKTXARPOKE. Post a lot of Oklahoma State news as well as other random things. Don't forget you can follow the site on Twitter. That's at CowboysRFF. Follow him on Twitter. Tweet out lots of great stuff. Check out the site. We have lots of good news going up. Covering Super Regionals all weekend long. Plenty of recruiting news. That's what I have to take care of most of the time. Uh, Before we get to our interview, uh, one quick break. So Super Regionals get underway, well, today. It's Friday. This is going up on Friday. So Super Regionals start 2 o'clock. It's game one. Oklahoma State, Texas Tech in Lubbock. And okay, so normally Jake, obviously, uh, normally Joel is here to talk baseball. Joel is actually scouting baseball, so it's just me without him. Luckily, I don't have to do it all by myself. Jacob Harris from Viva the Matadors is on the show with me today. Jacob, welcome to uh, welcome to the CRFF podcast. Thanks, man. Uh, glad to be here. Okay, so first of all, can we just before we like break this down, can we just talk about how absolutely ridiculous it is? It is that the NCAA got so greedy that they matched up all these interconference teams for super regionals. Like why Oklahoma State and Texas Tech should not be facing each other in a super regional. You should not have set this up this way. I think it's like it's for because the NCAA is greedy and, you know, it's all about amateurism because they want more fans to to show up at Texas Tech. And if you send Oklahoma State, it's more likely than if you send Louisville or, or UCLA. But I just this bothers me a little bit. Uh, you know, I, I agree with you. Uh, this this is a little, this is honestly a little weird. I mean, in the last year in Super Regionals, we faced Duke, and the I mean, and in Lubbock, no matter what, playoff baseball, we're gonna get the stands rocking. I mean, it's always an amazing atmosphere there. It's just to me, it's just kind. Of, I, I agree with you. It's just kind of weird playing a, an an interconference rival because that's just I don't know. That just doesn't seem very playoffy to me. No, and for the Big Twelve. 
sorry, TCU was never going to beat Arkansas and Fayetteville. Baylor was never going to beat UCLA out there in California. And yeah, no one thought West Virginia was really going to win their regional, not with AM and Duke there. So your two best chances for Big 12 teams in the College World Series got matched up across each other. So the Big 12 is limited at best to one team. Like, I mean, at least the Big 12 will be represented. So NCAA is happy there. But you limit the number of teams really the Big 12 could get in, which I think is a disservice to the conference. No, I, I completely agree with you, and I'm just that, that goes back to your point about limiting like how many the the NCAA wins there without having a loss because they 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 get a Big Twelve team in no matter what, but at the same time they're not going to be this it's not going to be overloaded with Big Twelve teams because they're matching us up with each other. Yeah, well, say lobby, it is what it is, and we'll say just, it is, yeah, can't change it. <laughs> no, not going to try. All right. So this, obviously, Texas Tech and Oklahoma State have faced off each already. OSU went to Lubbock earlier in the season and got swept. That was kind of the, the low point for OSU before they kicked things off the next weekend and, and somehow swept Oregon State. But, you know, these teams are very different now than they were back when they met at the end of April. Uh, oh, definitely. Let's start with this. What is the biggest difference for Texas Tech between then and now? Consistency, I think. Um, I mean, quite honestly, we've the it, it hasn't mattered. I mean, the bats have been working, the pitching's been really. I mean, four runs in in a regional, like we allowed four runs in a regional. That's insane. Like that's really good pitching in three games just to allow four runs. Um, our bats have been, you know, we we really solidified the lineup. I mean, you, you, to, some of you may remember Texas Tech. We had a we had a pretty bad dip at the beginning of conference play, and you know, a lot of people were freaking out, but we had the same dip last year and we made the college world series. It just with, with Tim, with, with the, with these Texas tech teams led by, led by Tim Tadlock, it's just, it's going to take a while for him to really solidify his lineup. And, you know, for me, that's okay. Because I mean, look at the success we've had. I mean, we didn't win the big 12 tournament like you guys did, but we got, we got out of it what we needed to in the big 12 tournament. We got a couple wins. We get to rest our starters a little bit. Um, so and then going into the regional, we just kind of blew the doors off of everybody. Didn't use too much pitching. Didn't have to play five games. We just played three and we were done. Um, I think the like I said, I think that it's just between then and now, it's just been consistent, consistent, consistent. Just going out and getting repetitive, really good outings from everyone. Feels like a, a similarity between Texas Tech and Oklahoma State, where there's definitely some questionable periods earlier in the season, but. You know, one of the hallmarks of Josh Holiday teams is by the time they hit that midpoint of conference play in that last month, OSU is usually playing their absolute best ball, um, which should really set up in Lubbock a matchup of of two really good teams. I mean, both teams are, are hot right now, which should be a really good, hopefully, three-game series. No, I completely agree. I think it's just uh, I'm actually happy this is going on. I mean, you know, I, I, I want to – how, part of me wants to go in there and say, I oh, won't well, Oklahoma State to play its worst game, but that, that's not true. I, I'm really excited for how both teams have really kind of responded to their to their adversity earlier in the season and how I think they're two of the hottest teams in, in all college baseball right now. Which, it'd be so much more fun if they were both headed to Omaha, but yeah, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks again, NCAA. All right, so uh, Joel has sent me a few questions, which is awesome, and I, I appreciate him for this. Uh, so let me ask this first. Did uh, did UConn provide any information um, you think 
that that could help. I know Texas Tech already swept the season series previously, but obviously again these are these teams are not in the same spot now as they were then. So do you think there was anything that UConn did uh, in beating Oklahoma State in in that game uh, four that Texas Tech can use in this series? Um, look at my stats here. I mean. I guess they, they just they hit the ball a little bit better. Um, they didn't strand as many runners on base. I mean, U UConn got up really got you know got up three zero pretty early on in the game. Um, you know, unfortunately, that's not a hallmark of Texas Tech team that the team this year were more of a uh, oh we're gonna get punched in the face first before we wake up and start playing. But I I think that you know. I don't really know if there's anything we can use here just because we're going to – Texas going to go out and play its game, like no matter what the who the opponent is. Um, we're going to go get guys on base. We're going to have a bunch of really good pitchers we can throw at you. We're going to have – you know, we have really good coaching. It's it's just the whole thing. And, you know, U UConn beating Oklahoma State was beneficial for Texas Tech because Texas Tech got an extra day off didn't have to use a couple extra pitches pitchers compared to what Oklahoma State had to but I mean from the game specifically I don't I don't really think so to, to be quite honest with you who in Oklahoma State's lineup scares you guys the most oh man that's a tough question just because there are anyone can step up to the plate and hit a home run I think uh you know Trevor Boone oh man he's he, I think he scares me the most um, Power-wise, uh, Colin Simpson is obviously probably the best hitter on the team. Um, like I said, this th is it's one of the reasons I'm excited about this series. We have two two lineups up and down that are great. Um, not going to find any 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 big holes in the lineup. Um, so yeah, it's I, I guess it's kind of my answer to it. It's just every everyone's great, <laughs> but uh, Simpson and Boone definitely are my are my top two on in that lineup. You talked about Texas Tech is, I mean, Texas Tech has been really good. Um, and they, you talked about their consistency. But is there one thing Texas Tech isn't doing well right now you think Oklahoma State can exploit? I don't know if it's something that we're not doing well, but something that Oklahoma State does really well is that, you know, obviously hitting home runs. You guys hit 12 home runs in a game this year. That's, that's crazy insane. And, you know, I was thinking about it yesterday. You... Texas Tech can beat Oklahoma State and give up a couple of solo home runs, but what what really scares me and I think a lot of people is getting guys on base. Because if you know if we walk a guy and then get a single and then Boone or Simpson comes up and hits a home run, that's that's three that's three three runs right there. I mean that's crazy. Um, so I you know and Texas Tech pitchers haven't been really bad about giving up the home run ball, but. This lineup is just crazy good at doing that. I think that's what scares me the most. I'm excited about this series. I am. Oh, I, I am too. Game one is at 2 o'clock on Friday, because if you think I'm not going to have it on at the office, <laughs> yeah, I am. I'll honestly be in class at that point, and I'll probably have it on too. Yeah. Just sit in the back, turn the cell phone on, watch it on the ESPN app. The yeah. So what are you most looking forward to with, with this series? Kind of like I said earlier, I think it's just it's a clash of two red hot teams right now, um, two teams that 
you know, I've been on fire for a couple months now. I'm I'm just really excited to see the 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 power of of Oklahoma State against the really good pitching that Texas Tech has. And it's not just like one or two pitchers that Texas Tech has. We have, I mean, eight nine guys we can trot out there at any point that I think would be a good matchup. And you know, Oklahoma State, same thing, eight or nine hitters that y'all can trot out at any point that y'all think would be a good matchup. I'm just excited just to see how it goes. Who do you think they tried out for Friday? Um, it would probably be uh, freshman Micah Dallas. Um, that's usually He's usually been the game one guy for the past month or so. Um, they'll probably toss out Caleb Killian game two. He's our, he's our ace. Um, he'll be the guy that yeah, – yeah, he'll be game two. And then game three is usually up to debate because we honestly have four or five guys that we can trot out. I think personally that it'd be Bryce Bonin just because he had a really good outing last time um, up against um, Dallas Baptist, but yeah, that, that that's that's kind of that's kind of what I'm expecting from the uh, starting rotation. Okay, I, I need a pronunciation. Sure. Is it Josh Young or Josh Young? It's Josh Young, the okay. uh, gentleman at the uh, MLB draft got it wrong. I because I saw the spelling, I was like. That looks German, which would be like young. It'd be the J would be a Y sound. It is. It is young. I mean, like I'm like um okay, good. That's good to know. Um, do you think him getting drafted has any effect on his performance this weekend? No, I can say that with the utmost utmost confidence that everyone that got drafted this week, it's not going to phase him one bit, and that's just because that's part of the way. Uh, that's just the way that this team runs. That's the culture of this this baseball program. I mean, we had guys last year that got – we had 11 guys on our team get drafted last year and didn't affect anything whatsoever. And also, shout-out to Josh Young for uh, getting drafted by my uh, my team, the Texas Rangers. Um, if Albie's out there, you heard it right, the Texas Rangers. Uh, in the batting lineup, is there any – what would you say is is the point of weakness there? Um, you know, quite honestly, I don't really know that we have one except for, you know, lo- lower, lower in our lineup. We have a couple guys that aren't as, as good hitters and as, you know, Braxton Fulford has really improved at the nine spot, but I, I still think he's a little bit, um, our weakness going in as a lineup. And the other thing is this lineup can change us pretty much on a daily basis, depending on what coach Tadlock thinks. Um, Games one and two of the of the regional round, we threw out Tanner Tremba, or a, he's outfielder, at the second spot, and I don't think he had played for a while, to be quite honest with you. So, just depend. You know, I think one of the things that the Texas Tech coaching staff is really good at is just finding matchups and exploiting them. So whatever whatever they trot out, I I trust. Fair enough. Okay. I mean that's all. I, I I don't know what questions to ask about baseball. I don't like be like let me look up the stats and talk about um, this guy's ERA is yeah. blah 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 this month. Like most people don't want to talk it, super baseball ba- nerd stats. Baseball, especially in like college baseball, ERA is just not that big of a deal. <laughs> Quite honest, like to to me, like the biggest stats are hits, uh, strikeouts, and walks. Earned runs are up there, but. And pitch count, especially this time of year, pitch count's huge. Um, so yeah. Um, is wins and losses the most overrated stat when it comes to pitchers? 
I think so. I, yeah, I would say that just because you don't know what you're going to get from your offense. Because especially early on in the season, Caleb Killing was struggling, seemed to be struggling a little bit. Um, he had a couple decent outings that, that were just kind of ruined by crappy offense. Um, same with a couple of our other pitchers. Our bats just weren't working well very early in the season. So, yeah, I completely agree with you with that. Okay, so for OSU fans who didn't watch anything during the regular season and didn't see the first series, obviously we talked about Josh Young. He's really good. Um, who are two other guys OSU fans are going to want to, when they hear their name called on TV, are going to want to perk up to? Um, number one is Cam Warren, first baseman. Uh, he honestly should have been the uh, Big 12 player of the year, not Josh Young. Um and not not whoever won it, whoever was the co uh, co winner from uh, Baylor who got drafted in the first round, I believe. Uh, is it um... late? I I can't pronounce his name, Dang and I it. feel bad because the guy's really good. Um, but any, anyways, Cam Warren hit three home runs in three games last weekend. I don't know if I need to say any more. <laughs> okay. And then uh, I think another guy just to watch out for, kind of in the pitching staff is uh john mcmillan so probably heard of him before he's he he just got drafted by the tigers in the 11th round um he's kind of had an up up and down year uh last year they tried to use him as a starter and it didn't really go very well so they put him back in the bullpen and he came out and closed a couple he came out and closed one of the games for us last weekend and i think he's really peaking at the right time for baylor was that langoliers or winzel yeah uh, Langoliers, I believe. Okay. Yeah. He was one of the four Big 12 players that went like boom, 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 boom right there. Yeah, definitely, cool. yeah. All right, man. Well, I don't know if I have any other questions other than I guess I have to ask a prediction, though I have a feeling I know what you're going to say. <laughs> uh, I think Texas Tech wins in three. Okay. Yeah, that's kind of my yeah. that's my guess as well as OSU finds a way to get one. Um, I think, honestly, I can explain it a little more. I think that – Yeah. Um, I think the combination of Texas Tech having played two less games, Texas Tech having an extra day off, um, just really and just just from a pitching staff standpoint and a player standpoint, that that gives them a little bit of an advantage. And also, I honestly think that Texas Tech has a better has a better pitching staff overall um, than Oklahoma State. We have more depth. We can throw any kind of. We can honestly, I could I could see you know, 12, 13 guys that go out and pitch. You know, yeah. I don't think it's going to happen, but it, I can see 12 or 13 guys that would get their name called. No, I think I do think Texas Tech's uh, bullpen is deeper than Oklahoma State's. I think the top is fairly comparable, but when you start having yeah, to, no, to, I, to I dig agree. down, yeah. I think Texas Tech has a deeper a deeper bent, um, when, yeah, bullpen when, to pull when from. It, when it comes to game three, I think that's, what the, that's what's going to make the difference. Texas Tech is going to be able to throw guys out there that can get – one one and a half innings of no run baseball yeah from their deep deep bullpen guys i hope it's a long series i hope it's a good series i hope it's close i don't want to see any blowouts um i don't either (laughs) not not that my heart really needs to have three like one run games but Mm -hmm. you know it would be it'd be good tv and i love some good drama so Well, man, Jacob, uh, enjoy it. Try to do your best in class uh, during today's game. Um, uh, And then let's just hope for a nice Sunday finale that we can all all be proud of and enjoy. All right. 
Thank you so much for having me on. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, man. Thank you. You're welcome. Have a good night.